0: Hello. Hey there. It's Mallory, and you're listening to the Imperfect Woman Podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. Oh, it's been a minute. It's been a minute since I recorded my last episode. And this is going to be a good one. We're talking about outlining your life plan, outlining my life plan, and what that looks like one year from now, five years from now, 20 years from now. And I think this episode is going to be like one you've never heard before. Yeah. 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 It's, we're going there and it's not what you think. (laughs) So I can't wait to talk about it, but I have to tell you guys something. So, you know, in the last episode, how I was talking about putting things on the back burner, And what I'm no longer putting on the back burner, what I've been putting on the back burner. And remember how I said that I'm at peace with not learning French? (laughs) Funny, you should say that. So that day, (laughs) I recorded the episode. This is how the universe works always. Oh my gosh. So that day, my husband's uncle calls and. Well, my husband's Moroccan and he speaks Moroccan, Arabic, French, English, and Spanish. And um, his uncle called and was like, hey, I'm going to come to Miami because I need to do some banking stuff. And I'm going to stay with you. Or I don't know how that went down. Or maybe it was, can I stay with you? I, I don't know. When it's family, it doesn't really matter. So his uncle lives somewhere where they speak French, not France, but basically he's speaking French every single day of his life. And yeah, it's just like a second language to him, literally, like more, more than fluent, almost probably like mother tongue. So he's always speaking French when he comes here, especially to the kids. And if you guys remember, if you listened, if you didn't listen, go back and listen. But our kids speak French and it was just ironic in the words of Atlantis Morissette, don't you think? Um, That he comes that day and everyone's speaking French and I am not. (laughs) And he speaks zero English. So I just thought that was kind of funny how, you know, you make a decision about something and then the universe is like, hey girl, you sure you want to make that decision? Like it's always just testing you, right? to be expected, but I handled it like a pro. And my answer was, well, universe, I am at peace with this. So yeah, I'm still good with it. And those CDs are still in the trash can that my husband doesn't know about. Okay. (laughs) So then what happened after that is our entire house got COVID and that was fun. And I've been positive for the last, this is 11 days now I've had symptoms um, you still hear it in my nose, and my nasal passageway, all the stuff. Like, I'm fine. It's the second time I've had it. Um, but, yeah, thankfully, I just have annoying symptoms and not anything bad. So, yeah, that's what I'm dealing with lately. So, today, I thought it would be fun to talk about outlining your life plan or outlining my life plan or outlining our life plan. Because I have traditionally been like the type A overachiever controlling person, but I'm not going to self call myself controlling because I, I don't like how that like stereotype is of a controlling person. But Let's just say I'm a really nice person, but I feel better when I control things. So I don't have like fits and stuff like that if I can't control something. But what I will have is definitely some internal anxiety. And eh, maybe we're being, we're being nice if we say the word some a lot. If I'm not controlling things, it makes me comfortable if I am controlling things. So The whole idea of having a life plan, like a one-year plan, a five-year plan, a 10-year plan, a 20-year plan even, sounds very appealing to people like us. But over time, what I've discovered about this life plan stuff is that as much as I want to control it, like really, really want to control it, I can't. And it's kind of like, it'll tease you a little bit because there are some things you can control in your life. Like you can push really hard for something, work really hard to achieve a particular goal. You could get the momentum train in motion and do all the things. So like there's this false sense of control sometimes. But what I have learned in hindsight is that We do not have ultimate control, which would be the ultimate goal for somebody like us, but we don't have it. So when we're sitting around saying, oh, I have this six-year plan where this is going to happen and this is going to happen, and I've got this 12-month plan, I've got this five-year plan, whatever. So like months, years, all the way through like 20 years, I don't know. If you've got a 50-year life plan, like that just sounds really overwhelming. Even in like my darkest days as a controlling type A, I don't think I ever had a 50-year life plan. Uh But I would say more like, hmm, I would go as far as 20. Because if you've, if you, if I think back to even being in high school or in college, I knew that I always wanted to be a mom. I knew that I I really wanted to experience that in life. I knew that I wanted to be married. I, I knew certain things about myself and what I desired, and I knew I wanted to accomplish those. And I also knew the one thing about life is we never know when our time is up. I knew that at a very young age. Like I felt it and I really understood it. And that, I will say, influenced many of my decisions and my actions. So for example, I knew I wanted to be married So, but I also knew I didn't want to be married at an older age and then have kids at an older age because what if, God forbid, I die before then? Then I would never get to experience those things. So they were always kind of top of mind for me. So even like dating in college, I wasn't dating to go like play around like so many people in that time were. I was in college between 2004 and 2008 um, for undergrad. I, I just, I, I couldn't even identify with those people. You know, I, it just, I, I knew what I wanted out of life. And that affected me in a lot of ways. So every time I would meet a boy, I don't even know if I want to use the word man, because what is a 18 to 22 year old, mostly not acting like a full grown man. So every time I would meet a boy, they would just like, I would either intimidate them or they'd think I was crazy or too into my career and my life and what I wanted. And it's just it, it, like, it never worked out for me. And what I came to realize is that for whatever reason, I just knew a couple of the things, not everything that I wanted out of life. Like I knew a couple of the big things and I knew that nothing was guaranteed. So am I going to go date a bunch of people that aren't really serious, that are just going to waste my time quite literally, or am I going to be clear about I want what I want and look for that? And that's what I was. I was very clear about what I wanted, and I looked for that. I didn't force relationships or anything like that. I just knew what I wanted, and I wasn't willing to go waste my time on somebody that doesn't know what they want. Gosh, I mean, I can think of people that I could have dated in college, and you look at where they're at now, and like, just for an example, like, still not married. Um, you're knocking on 40. Knock, knock. Hello. What's going on over there? You know, or, or like, I'll see just like the, the guys, some of them have kids and some of them still aren't married. You know, it's like, what happened over there? I I don't, I don't know, but I'm glad it's not me. Um, (laughs) you know, like those are deep issues that these people have. I don't know. In my opinion, you might have a different opinion, but like, I don't know if you're going to be with somebody and you're going to have a kid with them and you're going to remain with them, like, why not get married? But that's just me and my personal views, right? I'm just glad I didn't get trapped in any of that. So like, that's one example. Like, I guess that's more like two examples because that's like my personal beliefs around kid and kids in marriage. I just knew I wanted to experience marriage and I knew I wanted to experience children. Oh, and I also, I did not ac- want to accidentally on purpose get pregnant. So what do I mean by that? You know, it's like when, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm going here. Okay, whatever. When and I'm sure you've seen this, it's like where the girl accidentally gets pregnant. Like it wasn't planned, but it most definitely was not prevented on purpose like that kind of like whenever you see and maybe it's just you've seen it in the movies or something, but maybe real life like the girl gets pregnant in hopes that the man will marry her or like she gets pregnant and attempts to like try to keep him like that. I knew I didn't want to do that. No. But I was seeing a lot of that around me. And I just knew that wasn't for me either. So like thinking about it, even as a a young woman in my 20s, I'm like, I I do want to experience getting married. I do want to experience having children from a marriage. If you don't, then that's totally cool too. I'm like, very, very open person. I don't care. Like, it doesn't matter to me. I'm not judging you, but I'm just speaking about my own personal thoughts and opinions here. And I just, I wanted to experience that. So I tried to make decisions that would give myself that opportunity, like not dating the guy that wants to just like not call you or call you at like times that are Uh, in his favor, let's just say like, no, thank you. None of that crap. Sorry. Sorry. Just no. So I tried to keep a lot of that away from my life. So I just kind of knew what I wanted in general out of life, but I didn't have the exact plan. I wasn't like, I must be married by the age of 30 and I must have 2.5 children and a white picket fence. No, none of that but you could see how I knew what I wanted and I wanted to experience. So I was trying to control the outcome with that, which is interesting. So I just kind of knew what I wanted out of life. And for me, that's a really good life plan. For me, knowing exactly what's going to happen six months from now, exactly what's going to happen 12 months from now, exactly what's going to happen five years from now, 10 years from now, 10, 20 years from now, I don't like that. I find that gives me a lot of anxiety because I fully understand and accept there are so many things that happen that are 100% beyond my control. So it's kind of like if I did have this, let's just say five year plan and it wasn't going my way. Oh my God, I should have this by then. I should have that by then. I should be doing that by then. Then I would just Start to have this like bubbling anxiety that I don't have this thing that I arbitrarily like said I wanted to four years ago, and look, five years is next year, and look, I still don't have that thing. Then I'm just going to give myself a bunch of anxiety for things that I literally cannot control, you know, because if I could have controlled it, I probably would have, knowing my personality, you know. I need peace. I need peace of mind at the end of the day. So how I tend to look at it, and I've noticed this is sometimes like quite different from someone that has similar personality quirks to me, is I don't sit there mapping it out you know, I write a lot of stuff in my notebook that's always by my desk. If you're in clients online with me, my uh, business and marketing coaching program, like you'll know, I always have that notebook by my desk. Like I write a lot of stuff in there, just like random thoughts or things I just need to get out of my head and onto paper. And I likely don't even ever go read it again, but it's like, I'm not in that notebook. Like Sitting there drawing this Vizio diagram of what my life needs to look like, but some people are. And I can only imagine why you have so much anxiety if you're trying to control things like that. Even for me, that sounds like it's not fun. For me, what's more fun is having like the, the, the big idea, maybe I want to call it the big idea. Like I had a big idea that I wanted to be married, and I didn't want to be married, like let's just say like late thirties, forties. I knew I wanted to be married earlier, and I also knew I wanted to have children earlier. So I just knew I wanted that. Does it mean it would have happened? No, I could have had issues with both of those. I just knew I wanted it, but I wasn't like anally mapping it out. if I could describe it, like planning my every next move to make sure it happens. So I just had some general things I wanted out of life. And now I have those and I've experienced them. So I'm not going to say if I die tomorrow, I'd feel 100% complete because that is not true. But those are two really big things in life that I absolutely wanted to experience and I knew it from like the depths of my heart to the bottom of my soul and I have a lot of peace I will say in my soul that I have experienced those but I also realize I haven't experienced them to the entirety because part of that i think is going through time in those situations right so going through marriage and the ups and the downs and the struggles and the triumphs you know the the peaks and the valleys like it, it's the experience that makes a marriage and it's the experience of raising children so i feel like if my life were to be cut short now i still wouldn't be complete and have like total peace with that because i haven't finished the experience yet you know so so there is that other part of it but i feel more at peace that i've gotten to at least experience part of it like i do have a lot of internal peace around that and maybe that's one of the reasons why i'm so grounded vibrationally And so many of you feel that from me. I am very grounded. I'm very grounded. And I know this about myself. But I think just even those two things, that's probably why. But I also feel like there's another thing. And I didn't really understand it until starting to understand it, like my late 20s, really understanding it, my early to mid-30s. I'm 36 now, FYI. I'm sure you guys already know this. Um, So this one is a little bit more harder to explain. It's more esoteric, shall we? But I always felt like something was different about me. I knew that I didn't exactly fit in. Like I knew that there was something about me that was different, that gave me this vibration, like a good different, like a good vibration. Like there's something special about me, not to say I'm like better than another person because that is not where I'm going with this, but it's like, something is just different about me than the others. So it's kind of like on those standard I tests where it's like, one is not like the other, right? (laughs) It has like a little diagram of like a square and then 10 circles. Like I am the square. One is not like the other. And I just kind of had that feeling my entire life, but I didn't know why. I didn't know what it meant. And I'm actually still learning what that means. Like this is not a fully complete situation over here. Let me just tell you. So I always had that feeling. Didn't know what the heck it meant. Moved on with life through high school, through college. And starting in probably like my mid-20s, it like started to bubble up again when I was working for corporate. I was growing my career. I got my MBA. And it started because I was realizing that like all of this stuff I was after, especially the MBA and like the job and the corporate salary, the six figure salary, you know, all that stuff. Like it wasn't making me happy. I didn't feel complete. I still had that weird feeling like one is not like the other you know? Like, I don't fit in in these Fortune 10 corporations that I'm working for. Like, I still don't fit in. I have the MBA. I have this. I have that. I should be like all the other people here, but I'm still not, and I know this, and I know this. It was. It's a very odd feeling, and I knew, let me try to describe it. It's just, it's really hard to describe, but I'm going to because I know a lot of women can't really put words to this feeling. Like you can see now, I'm struggling to, but I've talked about it quite a bit. So I know how to talk about it. And it's this feeling of, I, uh, for some reason, I feel like, I have this bright light around me, like a golden aura of some sort. I just feel it around me. I just feel it. And it's weird. And I don't know why. And when I talk, people listen to me for whatever reason. I tend to like capture attention, not because I'm walking around like a Playboy model with skimpy clothing and big boobs and a nice butt and nice curves and all the other things, because I don't really have that. So it's not like, I walk around just getting attention because I'm hot. Like that's not my vibe. It's just not my vibe. If that's your vibe, that's like totally awesome, but it's just not my vibe. So it's not like I'm walking around getting attention because I'm so hot. (laughs) It's hilarious. So like, but still, I would always get attention no matter where I would go. And it's not just like men, not sexual attention. It's like a a different kind of attention. It's like the attention where I hold space. Like I can hold someone's attention if I could best describe it. And I didn't know what to do with that kind of skill. And it's not like I sat around trying to like study how to do that or something. (laughs) Not at all. It Pretty much just came naturally to me, and the first time I ever even realized, like, like the first time someone ever put a word to it, I was, I think I was I was eighteen. I was a waitress at a Greek restaurant, and I think I, I I don't know, maybe it was like senior year of high school, or maybe like the summer after. I was serving a table. It was two people. Oh my gosh. And by the way, I had so much fun as a server. Like one of the best jobs ever. I mean, besides what I do now, but like I had so much fun and I honestly made so much money. I, it was so easy for me to make money. Um, But that's another topic. It's still very easy for me to make money. And we can talk about money and the energetics of money more on another episode. But I really noticed at this job where I was a server, it was very easy for me to make money. I I didn't like think anything of it, but I would see like, I don't know, I would just come home making like, I don't know. You guys don't like ferry. So like if you're working a Monday night, good luck. But if you're working a Friday night, Saturday night, like I would always be one of the top earners. Like when everyone cashes out at the end of the night, pays the bus boy, bus, boy, whatever. Like I always, it was kind of like a little bit of a contest. It was kind of fun. But like I was always the ones that either made the most or maybe second to most always. And it was just kind of cool. And I just, I noticed a pattern there. I didn't know what it meant. I was only 18. I don't know. I just noticed a pattern. But one time this couple was like, excuse me, we just, we we need to tell you something. You just are so charismatic. And I was their server and I was, I don't know, grabbing drinks or something like that for them. And I came back, I don't know, like they like pulled my attention. It was a while ago. So they pulled my attention and they told me that. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. What a great compliment. Guys, I was 18. I don't even think I had ever used the word charismatic. Like I, it, it probably never came out of my mouth. But I knew what it meant in general. Like I knew that it was like good in front of people. <laughs> if I could remember how I thought about it back then, like I knew I was just good in front of people. That's it. That's all I knew. And I let it go. And I forgot about it for a very, very long time until my mid-20s when I started to figure out that like, hey, I've got a really good job and I'm working and growing my career and now I have my MBA and blah, blah, blah. And I'm still not happy. It was like when I started to dive into like, what is my life purpose? What am I supposed to be doing with myself? Why am I still unhappy? I have the things. I'm married. It was like, I have a one-year-old. Um, Not now. They're 11, 7, and 2. But the, the 11-year-old was one back then. And it's just like, okay, technically, I have these things that I said I wanted. So why do I feel like something is still missing? And Then I just like that feeling of like never fitting in came back. It's like, I don't know, like something was off if I could describe it. Something felt off and I didn't know what to do with that. And I just kept Googling basically. And I eventually realized like one of the things I really wanted that I wasn't experiencing was schedule freedom and money freedom. Like I knew I could make a lot more money and I know I was making good money, but I just knew I was capable of so much more. And that was very dissatisfying to me because I knew I was capable of more. So I didn't like being salaried. Like, oh my God, like I had so much more to give, but when you're salaried, there's no reason to continue to give. (laughs) You know, you guys know that are salaried or in corporate, like they'll ask you to give until you die. Basically, they'll take every single thing that you have, like the corporation and management, your bosses and C-suite and all that. So I knew not to give my entire soul away to the salary. I mean, like technically a, a salary on average, you're working 40 hours. And I know there's different things about that where sometimes you have to work more and whatnot. But I mean, the general understanding when you take a job that's salaried is you're working 40 hours a week. And, oh my God, I could give like 60 or 80 hours a week if I'm passionate about something or even more because then it doesn't feel like work. But never would I ever give that to my employer. Why? I'm not getting paid for it, right? So, The idea of having a business was very appealing to me because I had so much more to give and energy to put into something, but there was literally no point in putting it into my employer because there was zero return from it. Even if I went to go get a promotion, you know, usually it was like the person that would get promoted would be like the person that knew somebody and I knew nobody. So it would be the person that knew somebody, um, like personal connection thing, or they had done like under the table of favors and stuff like that, because that's how corporate works. Um, And on top of that, I also knew that I was very intimidating because I could easily take over my boss's position. So I was not somebody that a boss really wanted to promote because that was competition. But seriously, I only know this in hindsight. I did not understand that back then. So I just knew something was just different about me. And that was like this like missing component. It's like you plan out what you want in your life. For me, that was like those two general things. Like I wanted to experience marriage. I wanted to experience children, but like there is still this bubbling feeling and I couldn't put words to what I wanted to experience, but it was like this thing that was missing. And through moving into entrepreneurship because entrepreneurship seemed like the next best step for me because all I really knew was I wanted to be able to make more money because I could make more money. And I really wanted like time freedom to spend with my family. That was really important to me. And that's just kind of all I could put my finger on or words to. And I figured entrepreneurship could give me that. And that's when I started doing like my own consulting on the side and starting to grow my consulting business, which eventually turned into a coaching business and so much more. And this podcast and and Perfect Woman and all the other things it turned into. But that's where it started. I just knew that something was still off. And it was this feeling that something was still missing. I'm not quite there yet. And I started to have these like flashbacks of this moment when I was 18. It's probably like 28, I'd say, when it kind of came to me about these people calling me charismatic. (laughs) And I was like, maybe there's something to this. And I remember, I think I Googled like charismatic People or something. Like, I was trying to figure out what you could do with your life with the skill of charisma, as hilarious as it sounds. So, I think in looking through all that, I started to see stuff about being a speaker, like being a motivational speaker, and all these things. And I'm like, I don't think I'm necessarily a motivational speaker over here. But it started to get me to think about that stuff and using my voice. So I just kind of like stumbled upon the concept of using my voice because I was Googling what to do with charisma because when I was 18, this couple that I was serving told me I was charismatic. And that's that. And I started to go down that rabbit hole and I realized that like, I have this voice or this energy or this fire inside of me that wants to speak and wants to be expressed and wants to say things. So I just realized I have an internal voice. That's all I really knew at that point. And since I was growing my consulting company at the time, I just tried to channel it a little bit more into that. And eventually when I discovered the world of online coaching and how people were moving their businesses online and basically doing the business consulting I was doing, but they were doing it online, that's when I started to realize like 2014, 2015, hey, there's this whole world of people online and they're like voices, they're speakers, they're authors, like they're growing social media accounts, you know, all that kind of started to explode back then And I was like, okay, maybe I need to start moving in this direction because then I could speak more about things that I know, like business. And that's all I really knew at the time. And that started to take off from there. And then that turned into my coaching business and that turned into like my personal brand and then my business clients online. And years later, that turned into imperfect woman and all of that. But that's where I kind of went with that. I discovered that I had a voice and I had this like deep feeling that I wanted to express it, that I wanted to use it somehow, but I didn't really... like, I didn't know what to talk about basically. So my business gave me like a topic to talk about maybe. And like, as I was going through things in the business, I would talk about business growth. I'd talk about marketing. I talk about like later on my own personal experiences. And then I would start to talk about more of like the emotional side and the stuff that we're doing now. After I started realizing like, hey, I can talk about that stuff too. And that's me using my voice. And I also remembered even when I was like, I think I told you the story of learning to read music when I was like seven, when I was playing the piano, I, I loved to write songs back then. And I'd say like my starting in my mid thirties, I had the flashback of how I would always write songs. And I just kind of, I dropped it when I realized the entire world was telling me I needed to go figure out like a serious career and all those types of things. But even I dabbled with it all the way through high school, I'd say. But when it came time and my parents said, okay, you're going to college, it's and just FYI, like not going to college was literally never even an option inside of my family. Like it was already decided. Um, because my parents did not go to college when they were young. Um, they did later. Well, my mom did later. My dad, um, just went through his associate's degree, but my mom ended up going through, um, her MBA, like later in life. So I think they wanted to correct their mistake that they made in their eyes or like the opportunity that they never had because their parents, I I don't even know, like probably never even finished high school. Um, Well, one set of grandparents did. I don't know about the other. But anyways, so pretty much they were trying to give me an opportunity that they didn't have. And it was always just, when you go to college, not like if you decide to go to college and when you go to college. Right. And I just immediately went to college as an 18 year old and I immediately selected a major of neuroscience (laughs) because that's what I was supposed to do. So I dropped like all the side stuff that I kind of personally enjoyed. And part of that was music, writing music, songwriting, all that kind of stuff. Um, But in my mid-30s, I'd say, yeah, mid-30s, I remembered, oh, hey, I used to like writing this stuff, (laughs) like lyrics and music and all of that. And then it kind of tied back into, oh, I actually have a voice and I like to use my voice about things. And then... I kind of just put it all together that I can use my voice in so many different ways. Like it's basically just self-expression or telling a story or talking about something. So it could be in lyric writing, it could be in music writing, it could be in songwriting, it can be in business however that looks for you. It could be on social media. It could be in marketing campaigns. It could be in emails. It could be in a podcast. It could be on stage. It, it's just everywhere. And that was that missing piece. The, the thing that I couldn't put words to. It was the self-expression. It was self-expression. And for me, what that meant was using my voice to talk about different things in different types of media. It doesn't just have to be talking about one thing in one way. And I realized if I don't have that in my life, I'm not going to feel happy or like I have peace or a complete life at the end of my time. So, I really began to focus more on that missing component. Focus more on that. What does that mean? I didn't know what that means. I still don't know what that means. I'm still learning. I'm still growing. I'm still figuring it out. And that's the beauty of it. There is no six-month plan for how I must use my voice. There is no 12-month plan for how I must use my voice. There is no five-year plan. There is no 20-year plan. And I am 100% okay with that. I'm figuring it out as I go. And the way I kind of look at this is I look at like the big idea of it all. And for me, the big idea is to have that self-expression in whatever way that happens to look like, because you could even use your voice if, like, if you're painting, creating a business is actually using your voice. Like, there are so many different ways to express this, and so that's where I sit with it. it it's the whole point. I think it's just it's self-expression and it ties into that charisma thing because there's something about when i use my voice there's the feedback loop i don't know if it's like this for everybody because it's just what i personally experience but it's like when i speak people listen and i've i've just noticed that about like my actual voice like using my vocal cords to speak I've never had the experience where I create a painting and people listen, probably because my artistic skills suck. (laughs) Like I cannot draw. I cannot paint. I I don't even try. Like it's so bad. But also at the same time, even, even if it was bad, I don't find that particular way makes me happy anyways, because I would still paint even if I was really bad and it made me happy. It doesn't matter. But I don't find like that personal satisfaction that comes from that. I don't know. I look at it and I'm like, oh, okay, I drew this thing, but I don't feel for myself even. I don't even give myself feedback. Like, oh, that that's exceptional. (laughs) I just look at it, I'm like, oh, that's a stick person. Yay, Mallory. Good job. But there is something I do get feedback from people, like positive feedback, like what I noticed or what they noticed, not me, please, I'm not taking credit for that, what they noticed when I was 18 that I'm charismatic. How did they see that? Probably from what I was speaking and how I moved my body and my energy. They probably just read my energy even, I don't know. But I find when I'm using my voice in a way that it's heard or people can maybe see me or experience my energy, that I get positive feedback. So for me, that makes it more fun, right? So when you listen to the podcast and you're like, oh my God, that was amazing. I identify with this. You're speaking my voice. I, oh my gosh, are you looking over my shoulder? Are you inside of my head? Like that's that positive feedback where I'm like, oh, this is really fun. So it's just, or when I write something, I really like writing. And it resonates with people or it strikes an emotional nerve. Yeah, I get that with writing too, a lot. I I just don't get it. If I'm painting or like I'm creating something with my hands, I don't get it. But I definitely get it from like speaking or from writing for sure. And I just find that to be really enjoyable. So I want to continue to do that. Because I feel like if I didn't do that, then something would be missing from my life. Like if I didn't experience marriage and I didn't experience children, something would be missing from my life. And that's really all I know. So my plan is to continue to do that. And I think if I continue to do that, I'm really not going to have anything else that's missing. Honestly, I don't feel like anything is missing from my life. I really don't if I take like a deep, deep look, and maybe you can do this too, what do you feel like is missing from your life? Like, seriously, take your six-month plan and rip it up. Take your year-long plan and rip it up. Take your five-year plan and just rip it up. You don't need it. Stop it. That's too much. Just literally like take inventory of what you feel and feel Like, just sit with it and see what is missing. Like, you might not even have words for it. And that's why I wanted to talk about this so deeply today. For the longest time, I did not have words for why I felt different. But I think that's what's different about me. It's like I have this natural ability to gain attention When I speak verbally or I'm presenting something or I'm writing something Most people don't have that and I just kind of noticed that even at a young age But I never had words but like I felt it I'm sure you can feel something like that even if you don't have the words So try to figure out what's really missing like if you were to die tomorrow this piece would really still be missing and your soul really needs to experience that. And once you can try to figure out what that is energetically, then you can just kind of set your standard for what you want to experience in life. So for me, I knew that I wanted to experience marriage at a younger age, like not 40 and above, but younger whenever that would happen. So I just Tried to stay away from the twenty-two-year-old boys that would not be able to provide that experience anytime soon for me, and that's just kind of where I started. And I, I just went from there. I didn't have a plan. I didn't know the answer. I don't know, and we don't. We don't have to know. I'm not pretending to have all the answers here, and you don't need to pretend to have all the answers either, because nothing is black or white. It's all gray isn't it? And I find peace in that too. Not pretending I have the answers. I don't have the answers. I can just talk about things and feel into things. So those are like three really big things that I wanted to experience in my life. Two of them I knew. One of them I just couldn't put words to until later, but I can put words to it now. And that's why I do try to use my voice around this a lot because I've met a lot of women that have that same feeling, but they just can't put words to it. And I know when I do, it helps them. Even if Their words end up being slightly different than my words. That's not the point. Your words don't have to exactly be my words, and your feelings don't have to be my feelings. And that would be really creepy if they were because we're all different humans and we're different souls and we all experience different things. And that is what makes life beautiful because we are all so different. But yeah, that's what outlining my life looks like to me. And maybe this would be helpful for you to outline your life plan too. It's not like this plan. You don't need a planner. You don't need a piece of paper. You don't need to do it digitally. (laughs) None of that. I think it's energetic, almost like an energetic life plan. Does that sound weird? Is that too far out there? I don't know. I kind of like it, even if it is because it helps me. And I think this also helps me to not have a lot of anxiety too. Because if I did let my brain run wild, like it probably naturally wants to with my type A tendencies, I would just be, I don't know, like I would have stomach ulcers every single day. I'd probably be losing hair. I'd probably have like an oversized muffin top, like, like one of those crispy muffins. You guys know what I'm talking about? The ones that have like the crumble on the top. Oh my God. But like, (laughs) I'd probably have a body like that. I'd, I don't know. I feel like it'd be difficult to function And do the things that I need to do and take care of myself so I could function as a woman in today's society, which is extremely difficult to say the least, considering everything going on in the world. Yeah. So for me, outlining my life plan looks kind of just like a really chill conversation with myself, energetically speaking. And it's like, what do I wanna experience in life? Like, what do I really wanna experience? And for me, it's about the bigger concepts than individual things. So like being married, being a mom, using my voice. It's not like um, like something specific, like I want a sports car or <laughs> I don't know, what do people say that's silly? I want to have a house that's 10,000 square feet or this or that. Like, all of that stuff is fine. And if it comes in there, it comes in there, whatever. If I want it, I can have it. Or I don't know, even, even something to like the number of children. Like, I'm not super anal about that stuff. The years things happen, like, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. I just know that my soul wants to experience these things and it's like I also know that life is short and unpredictable so I want to experience them sooner than later but it's not like this thing where I get obsessed with making it happen by December 31st of whatever year. You know what I'm saying? I'm also someone speaking of December 31st that I, I don't do the whole new year's resolution thing it doesn't work for me it just does not work for me but I think after this conversation you can see why it doesn't work for me because that requires me to have this like OCD type of planning to like make things happen on a particular time frame And that just gives me anxiety. And when I have anxiety, I don't feel good because I'm trying to control everything that I literally cannot control. Like, how is that a winning situation? For me, I just, I don't see that as a winning situation, which is why I have such grounding energy and you feel so grounded around me and you can probably relax a little bit. Like, I'm, I'm all for forward progress and achieving things, 100%, but in a chilled out way, like very balanced, feminine and masculine energy, if I could explain it. And that's just how I live out my life. You know, let me give you an example from this week. You guys hear my sinuses, like I'm swallowing my spit. I'm like literally pausing this thing every once in a while to go blow my nose. Like it's not fun, it's not fun. But I really just wanted to do this and I wanted to pop on here and I wanted to talk about this stuff. And I just wanted to be a normal human. So I'm not like sitting around thinking, oh my God, my throat sounds dry. What if they hear that I have to keep swallowing my spit? I'm sure you guys hear it. You know, you can't just edit out all that, even if you want to. Like right now, I need to swallow my spit again. You know, (laughs) like it happens. I've been sick for like 11 days or something right now. And but the the whole point, like, look at how this even ties into it. I just want to use my voice. Do you guys see how this ties into it? I'm not obsessing with how it happens. I just want to do it because it makes me really happy. It just makes me really happy to come on here and record something. So I do. So what is that for you? What makes you just really happy? It could be something as simple as, I don't know, like spending time outside doing something. (laughs) Like... Maybe it's gardening or whatever. Like, that's a really big thing to you, and you want to have a big, beautiful garden, just like I want to use my voice, or I wanted to have kids, or I wanted to experience marriage. Like, maybe you want to experience living off the land, you know, just as another out there type of example. Doesn't matter. Like, what is your thing? What is inside of your life plan? And That's what I mean by outlining your life plan. Like, don't just sit there and create a Visio timeline and insert it into an Excel spreadsheet and put a formula on it to track how far you are in achieving your life goals. Oh my God. That makes me want to vomit anxiety. (laughs) No, thank you. But just think about it from like, what are just the couple things that you really want to experience in this lifetime? And just know that life is limited and our time can be up at any time. So how can you set some standards in your life where you're working towards those things without sitting there specifically measuring things causing anxiety? But how can you be making decisions that will get you to somewhere sooner. That's how I look at it. And that's how I've handled it. And it it could be as simple as just getting clear on what this feeling means. Like I had to get clear on why I felt like a square in a pile of circles. (laughs) And that took me a long time to figure out, but I, it was just kind of always in the back of my mind to try to figure it out. But the words didn't come until much later, and I really wasn't even able to take action on it until much later. And that's okay, because I can't control that. Now, if I would have taken action on that sooner, I don't know what my life would have looked like. I literally don't know. But I can't also hold on to those feelings either because everything works out in divine timing of when it needs to. Your job is just to be clear on what you want to experience, your soul, in this lifetime. So if you're lost and you're going through those types of emotions, or you feel like something is still missing, and I know a lot of you are, my challenge to you or in my advice to you is just try to put your finger on what is off or like what is still missing. And you might not have the words right now, but you could at least try to put your finger on the energy of it. I know it's out there, but stick with me. Try to feel into like what this energy is. Is this like a positive energy you're feeling? Something is missing and it's it's, maybe it's something you need to call in. Or is it this negative energy? It's like something you need to get out of your life, something that needs to get expelled. Like, just start there. Is it like this positive yearning type of energy? Or is it this yearning to get rid of something, right? Like, I think that's the easiest part to like kind of decipher. Even if you think about when I felt like something is missing, which was the whole using my voice thing. It, it was like this yearning to bring something into my life. I just didn't know what it was, but it was like something I needed more of. It wasn't this feeling like something I need to get rid of. So at least I could start from there. Okay. It's something I need to bring into my life. And then I could just kind of like be extra sensitive or have my senses open to Whenever I'm experiencing new things, if something feels really good to me or I notice like a really positive pattern, like I told you guys, I noticed people would pay attention to me when I would speak or when I would write. Like that is a positive pattern. What did that mean? I don't know. I didn't know. And I just kind of left it at that and it just started to reveal itself and work itself out because I kept exploring where I could get more of those feelings or what those feelings meant. I just gave myself to, continue to permission to continue to explore that. And eventually, I kind of figured it out. But even today, I still give myself to permission to flir- bleh, further explore that. Oh my God. I have like sinus pressure brain right now. But I gave myself permission to continue to explore that. And that is exactly what I continue to do. And also what I can envision myself doing for the rest of my life, because it's just like the whole marriage thing or the children thing. I don't think it's actually complete because it's about the experience, not achieving like one particular thing or one particular moment in time. I think it's about the experience of it right? So if we can get as much of the experience as we possibly can before we die, then we've done the best that we could possibly do. And I think there's peace in that. So as long as we're doing the best that we possibly can to get these experiences... I think that's enough, and I also think doing the best that we possibly can to get these experiences does not mean throwing yourself into an anxiety spiral of like planning and mapping and having specific goals with specific timelines, smart goals, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, hilarious. Somebody that has an MBA that's a Type A is talking about smart goals, going. Blah, blah, blah. I don't like it that stuff gives me anxiety. And I don't feel my best when I have anxiety. So I just don't do it. I don't think that way. You know, a lot of it is based around self-trust. I recorded an episode about that. Go listen to the episode called I Trust Myself and you'll see how I've learned to trust myself over time and why I think about it a little bit differently than most people. And you know, I think as long as I trust myself and I'm doing my best and I feel good about something and I am constantly working on becoming the best version of myself, which means becoming the best version of myself in a healthy way and not a ball of anxiety, then I feel like I have peace. I just, I have peace in my soul and that feels very grounding and that feels very good to me. And I don't know. I think as humans, if we have peace in our souls, like what else, what else are we searching for? Like seriously, enjoy the peace in your soul. I think that's the point of it. If you can, of life, like if you can get to the point where you feel like you are the best, most fully expressed version of yourself, like you're just you. I don't think there's anything more we can ask for out of life, but the journey, I think is figuring out what is you? (laughs) Like, what are you? Who am I? Like, what do I desire out of life? And I just keep it simple with these big ideas. I don't do the whole defined life plan thing. Why? I can't control most of what's there. So if I could just understand the energy of what I want to experience and the couple things I need to do to have that, then this is a life well-lived. There we go. I'm losing my speaking capability here. (sighs) This is a good one. Thank you for being with me during my spit swallows, my sinus pressure brain and my thoughts about life. If you want, go follow me on Instagram at Mallory Tadimi M A L O R I E T A D I M I. You can follow Imperfect Woman HQ on Instagram for the Imperfect Woman brand. You can go to clientsonline.system.com if you want to learn more about what I do over for like business coaching, marketing, coaching, scaling and online business kind of stuff. And perfectwoman.com will be up soon with really cool physical products. So like not online stuff. Um, that's really a fun project for me. And share this podcast. Share this podcast with other women that you feel like would enjoy having these conversations too. I think you'll find that If you share something like this, you're going to connect with a lot of people because these are conversations that aren't really being had right now, but they feel good. And I I think we should have them. And, you know, this is part of me using my voice and having these conversations and getting them out there. So thank you for listening. I know a lot of you guys sit here and binge watch this (laughs) or listen to this, not watch, I guess. So I appreciate that. And a new one is released every Thursday. So follow me, follow the podcast or whatever, and it'll notify you or just download something like that automatically whenever there's a new one. And I will talk to you next Thursday. Thanks for being here with me today. I love you guys.